keep your sexy thoughts about me and our guests to yourself, no matter how wonderfully perverted they are. Listen to the outro if you want to know how to connect and enjoy. Hello, lovely humans. I'm Wyo Lee, and you are listening to Sex Stories, a podcast that's like community sex ed, where we can share dirty details, learn from each other, and try to figure out sexy hard stuff together in an effort to improve and or celebrate sex lives everywhere. I am so excited to introduce to you. She's 53, a heterosexual cisgender woman born in Germany. She now lives in Oregon and is getting into a little bit of kink. Welcome, Yvonne. Hi, everyone. <laughs> can you start off by giving us an overview of your current sex life? How would you describe it in a sentence or two? <sighs> Let's see. Newly discovered sex life, for sure. It's slowed down a bit since we're both a little bit older, which I think is normal. Um, so just, you know, trying to find new ways and work it into our empty nester, half empty nester, I should say, household. <laughs> Because my daughter lives with us uh, one week on, one week off, kind of, sort of. Okay. And then my grandson is here as well. Okay. And are you partnered with a dude? You have a husband? Yes. I guess that I makes sense. Husband you are a sister. Of 32 years. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So can you now take us back to the very beginning? When do you first remember hearing about sex? Um, not so much hearing, uh, but I knew something was going on. I, I, I must have been, I don't know, anywhere between four and six, if that makes sense. Because that's when I kind of first remember something's going on down there. Maybe not right, not quite at four, uh, but probably around more like six. Um, but no clue what the heck that was. <laughs> I did have a stepdad at that time, and I saw his parts when he was sleeping at some point. I was like, what is this? And then, yeah, <laughs> right? And then, but it was never really talked about mm -hmm. in our household. Um, and then to a little bit darker time, right around the same time, somewhere between five and six, I, my grandparents' neighbor, he had rabbits, and I used to go over there quite often because what little kid does not love little bunny rabbits and at some point he did ask me if I would like to pet his rabbit and so that impacted me a lot uh, so I had I know this confused weird I knew that wasn't right um, so somehow I managed to get out of it and then I don't know, it just started from there, you know, questioning things when I saw things or heard things, people talking, and that's about it. Okay. And I, and then, but to go a little bit further, um, I didn't really touch myself or anything, like, didn't explore like that until I was actually probably 10, 10, 12, somewhere in there, hmm. which was interesting that it took so long. I think that kind of makes sense. That early experience that was, was, how would you describe it? You said it affected you. Did you have to continue to see him after that? Or what, what ended up happening afterward? Anything? I'm not quite sure even if I, you know, told my grandparents. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, they were neighbors. They, were, they knew each mm -hmm. other fairly well. Mm -hmm. So that I don't remember. Okay. But it just stirred something, seemed, seems like it, when I try to trace back my other issues when I got older. 
I, it seemed to stir something up. And but like I said, you know, I had nobody really to talk to. Really, just friends, you know, other kids around. Just yeah, just questions, weird feelings. You know, as much as a six-year-old could describe it. Right. Um, I do remember trying to be affectionate with older boys a lot. Okay. I, I remember a couple instances in that sense, like, you know, snuggly and telling them I loved you or whatever. I was really starved for affection, seems like it. Because, mm. I mean, you know, my mom was busy with my my stepdad. You know, it was a new relationship for her. She was still young. Yeah. And so, and back then, we lived in a little, you know, dinky town, like probably 300 people oh, and wow. everybody knew each other yeah it was quite small and I mean I had friends we were outside a lot so I mean it's not like parents kept eye on us all the time not right. like now it seems like it so did you ever get a sex talk at school you said you didn't talk about it with your parents but did school <laughs> cover anything oh my Atlanta school yes I think it was probably I'm trying to think maybe sixth grade somewhere in there and it was really quite comical it was it was one of our teachers that we all thought thought he was goofy to begin with he was really funny he was mm -hmm. a funny guy nice guy and it was very technical you know like there's the vagina here's the penis and this is how it happens I mean I'm just like you know simplifying yeah. it but yeah very technical no feeling okay. you know no relationship things of course seems like it of course yeah talked about birth control and that's about it oh, oh yeah we did talk about stds too mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but yeah that was about it and the rest it was just a lot of giggling a lot of snickering <laughs> and then during break time or later you know you just get together with your friends and say oh what do you think about this <laughs> yeah. yeah so everybody's embarrassed to ask in class so so what was it then that led you to start touching yourself when you were a little bit older you said you were maybe 10 or 11 um, I discovered a stack of porn magazines. Where? <laughs> it was in, in Germany. Um, we have those, we don't have built-in closets. Mm -hmm. And so, so we have to buy like our own shrunk. closet kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, shrunk, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so, you know, I have no idea what made me do this, but there was like a little step stool in there and probably for my mom, you know, to reach up high. And so I, nobody was home. I was bored out of my mind. And I looked on top of the shrunk. <laughs> I, I, to this day, I have no idea what made me do this. And there they were. It's like a plethora of. <laughs> oh, my and gosh. So, you know, the feeling you get down there. Mm -hmm. and it's like, but you have no idea what that is. You know, how, what, what do I do with this now? <laughs> and I didn't even discover how it really worked until my girlfriend actually told me. Okay. <laughs> how did that conversation happen? Did you tell her about the magazines or what led to um, it? I think we may have. I don't remember like the whole conversation. Um, I do know my friends and we did talk a little bit about it. And actually one of my friends gave me a book that she said her brother had <laughs> at the story of, oh. Oh, yes. what? How old were you? Um, I think at that point... 14 or 15. So Story of O is, for our listeners who don't know, a pretty intensely sexy BDSM book. And it's, well, what do you remember about it? 
it it just the general you know she was in this relationship it was you know kind of very erotic at that time um when i read it um but really it's a tragic story uh, you know yes. very um you know the way it all ended or even how she while she was there it's like how can she not get out of this how can she like this and then it was like oh my gosh this is exciting you know it's like a push yeah. and pull of uh, forces there um, do you remember how it made you feel as a 15 year old because i just read it maybe two years ago as a 29 year old <laughs> yeah um i don't think i fully understood yeah really yeah. you know how how deep the relationship aspects of the book is and you know how it can be um, yeah so yeah I, I didn't fully understand it was just very i don't know just for a 15 year old you know very erotic almost you know it's like reading porn <laughs> So, yeah. But yeah, also so. just for anyone who hasn't read it, it's like extreme levels of like sharing the submissive to the yes. point where he like transfers his ownership to a completely different person. And also right. I remember some like very intense physical beatings. Right. And then yes. it's, and then at the end, she gets does she get a brand or is it just she gets like something clamped to her outer labia, I think. That I think she does get a brand, if I remember yeah. right. It's, she it's get like branded. the most intense mm -hmm. stuff and beautifully written, beautifully translated. Like, you know, it was very, yeah. it's a French, we don't know the real, Paul, Pauline Rayage is the author. Uh, right. They, they suspect yeah. that she might have been like the paramour of somebody in the newspapers or something, but... Um, yeah, I actually ordered a book like about a month ago and I started reading. It's like, I don't remember all of this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just yeah. really just the, the pre, you know, who whoever wrote like the pre, what is it called? The when preface, you write something. The preface. Word, yeah. yeah. To, to the book, you know, talking about the author and talking about the story. It's like, I don't remember reading this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when I was 15, I was like, I probably skipped over this. Yeah. But, but it's very, Yeah. So, so how did that affect you? Did and that that was before you had started having partnered yeah. sex, correct? Okay. Yeah, I don't think it affected me in any way. Like I said, it was just kind of sort of like getting all aroused, you know, about yeah. something. Not that I, I don't that I wanted it to be that way. Yeah. It was just you know regular fifteen year old. Yeah. Feeling kind of going haywire somewhere. <laughs> totally. Totally. Yeah. And was this, so was the friend who gave it to you, was that the same friend that like? No, that was a classmate okay. who gave me the book uh, okay. that her brother supposedly owned. Probably. He was quite a few years older. Uh, no, it was, a, it was a different friend. She's, we're still good friends. And she, I don't know, we just had a conversation and kind of like, maybe when something like, yeah, how does it feel? Or what do you do? Or how do you kiss? Or something. And. And then she asked me, I was like, did you ever have an orgasm? I was like, well, I'm not sure. And she's like, well, what do you do? <laughs> so I was like, well, uh, don't you put it in the hole? <laughs> and she starts laughing like crazy. It's like, no, you dummy. <laughs> you know, there's like this little knob there and you're supposed to rub this. And I'm like, oh, really? And so when I went home that night, uh, I re you know remember the conversation. It's like, hmm, I'm gonna try this. And like, holy crap, what? <laughs> so yeah, that's how I discovered it. <laughs> and did you have your own room, your own private space, or where? Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. And so then from there, what did your early explorations look like? Like, what was your relationship? Were you boy crazy? Were you 
was. You know, tell tell us a little bit about that. I was. I was, you know, searching for the, I don't know, ever perfect lasting relationship, I guess. Mm-hmm. Or or maybe it was just I was in love with this guy for one week or a couple of weeks and then, you know, once we kind of kissed or whatever. And it never really went further than, you know, kissing and touching, not even naked, just, you know. Uh, Were you already into older boys at this point, or when did that kind of start? You mentioned earlier that you had attractions to older guys. Yeah, I mean, my classmates, they were like, oh, God, no. <laughs> yeah, the same age, kind of, it's like, no, not really. Yeah, they were always usually at least a couple years older. Okay. Yeah, like I, like I said, you know, it's like, one with this guy and one with the other guy. It was nothing serious. I mean, I tried a couple times, but mm-hmm. they always, you know... As soon as it got a little bit further into it, they're like, mm, no. Mm-hmm. So I'm not quite sure if it was me. Was it my reputation? Was it just, you know, the the time? I mean, you know, that was like 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Well, wait a minute. 30 years? <laughs> oh, yeah. 40 years ago? Holy cow. <laughs> yeah, so nobody ever really made any attempts in like a sexual, hmm. you know, trying to s- sleep with me or me, even though I, I tried, I yeah. can't deny That's, that. I that totally was my tried. experience too. I was like the sex, the sex. And people were like, Mm-mm. yeah. So it's like, and then, you know, as I, a couple years into that, uh, I mean, I, I didn't know I had a reputation, you know, it's like, Hey, she's, you know, she's one of those. She, She's going to, you know, she jumps from boy to boy and be careful mm. and things like that. So I start hearing that. And Which seems very unfair if you weren't even, like, getting to have sex. Yeah, but I tried. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. How, so. Do you remember how that made you feel as a teenager? Like, did you have feelings around hearing that? Yeah. It's like, um, kind of like, what is wrong with me? Mm. You know, why do I want this so much? Yeah. Uh, Oh. Do do other people feel the same way? Do they? They probably did. They probably didn't either act on it or yeah. never talked about it. So, and as far as I can tell, I was the only one acting that way. So, yeah. Yeah. So, how did you eventually start? When did you eventually start having partnered explorations? Like, when did you actually get to touch partners and do more things? Um, I was 14, mm-hmm. and that was my first time. We had moved to a different area. My stepdad finally moved out. Mm-hmm. So it was quite emotional, and I was still, you know, on his path, you know, always looking for the perfect boyfriend, kind of. And <clears throat> and it seemed like I finally found somebody who was willing to be the first one, which yeah. in retrospect was like, oh, my God, so, so stupid. I get it, though. But, yeah. But anyways, he agreed, and so... Uh, he said, okay, you can come over to my house. You know, my parents both work during the day. Guaranteed there's nobody going to be home. And so I came over, and I think he was only like 15, 15 or 16. Mm-hmm. And uh, his friend was there, too. I'm like, oops, what doing there? I'm like, whatever. Oh, he's like, don't worry about him. He's going to stay in the living room, so we're going to go in the bedroom. Like, okay. okay. <laughs> he offered me a beer, which I, I didn't want. He had a beer. And he's like, okay, let's do this. So it was very, um, there was no foreplay, no nothing. Oh. He wasn't even completely naked. I wasn't naked completely. It just, 
you know, to bottom. And that was that. Did you guys use any form of protection or anything? Yeah, he had a condom. Okay. So. Did you talk um, about that ahead of time as kids or was it just sort of like a, how did it happen? He made sure he had one. Okay. Yeah. I think he did ask me if I was on birth control, but I don't remember that. I just know he did have one. But yeah, it was very unceremonial, very, I don't know, just very, I would say cold entirely. Mm. But, you know, it's like, you know, what do you think about the first time you expect this? Oh my God, magical thing happened. No. Yeah. (laughs) So, and then afterwards, go ahead. That's exactly what I was going to ask. How did you feel afterwards? Like, how was it afterwards? Um, I was slightly embarrassed mm. because, I mean, I did, I didn't know what to do. I was like, oh, okay. And he just kind of, I think he asked me, he's like, well, how, how was it? It's like, well, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, okay, I guess. Yeah. And I tried to, I think I tried to, um, have sex with him again, but he told me that If you, how did he word that? Basically, once a week is okay. If a woman asks for it more than once a week, she's a whore. That's basically what he said. Yeah. Oh, my God. And so, of course, you know, I'm like, okay. <laughs> I mean, it never happened again. We we yeah. kind of we broke up after that. I mean, we weren't really boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah. So, yeah, that was it. Oh, that my God. God. First time. <laughs> But I kind of put the brakes on everything. I mean, I kind of stepped back quite a bit and until I was about 16. Okay. Because, you know, at 14, you're not really ready. I, it's young. Yeah. Yeah. It's an emotional thing. Yeah. So that stayed with me for quite a long time. Yeah. I remember when I was 14, I had such a crush on this guy who was three years older than I was and he invited me to his graduation party and I remember I had this pair of like cotton brief panties and they had like a little palm tree on them and I thought they were so cute (laughs) and I wore them just in case I lost Mm -hmm. my virginity and at that point like I didn't understand sex I'd never had a kiss I'd never been touched by a boy I was just like I'll wear these cute cotton panties in case I have sex like I had no context for it but I remember feeling such desire and I remember he ended up mm-hmm. driving me home from his party and like lingering by the door and I was like are we gonna have sex but like again we didn't kiss we didn't do anything because I didn't mm-hmm. I was 14 and I had no context even though I had all of this desire so so I'm just relating that because I am thinking about my 14 year old self and how she would right. probably have tried to do a similar thing but just would just didn't know what to do so what did you do between 14 and 16 like how did you well, first of all, how did you sort of like emotionally deal with that? Or what led you to trying sex again? How did it come about? I think I basically, I don't know, maybe just shoved it down in a way. I wasn't quite as outspoken anymore, mm-hmm. trying to get into relationships or whatnot. I think I was probably a little bit depressed as well. At that time, I had a really good friend. He was a guy friend. We tried to be boyfriend and girlfriend at one point, but we're like, mm, no, you're like my brother, dude. That's not working. So we're still friends to this day. We talk every once in a while, but he stuck around. So I really, that's what I liked about him. But yeah, slowed down a bit. And then he was actually the one got me together then with my other boyfriend. He was four years older than I was. 
So I was 16, and he was 20 at the time. I have no idea how I got away with that. Yeah. <laughs> so, especially after my mom, my mom found out how old he was. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I'm 16. I'm still underage, basically, yeah. and yeah. he's 20. So I think she was just happy that I found somebody that was a bit more mature. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and then he was 20. He thought he knew everything there was about sex. Didn't. Yeah, can you tell us I, some details? Well, I mean, he was definitely more gentle than the first guy. He did make a little bit of an effort to explain things, but I think he would have, if he would have taken a bit more time mm. and really tried to understand that, you know, I'm still 16, not experienced, whatever, instead of after a couple, after a little while, he's just started complaining wanting things I didn't want and yeah so the conversation it was pretty one-sided let's put it that way okay can you share with us any of the things that he wanted that you did not want he liked butt stuff okay no (laughs) I mean I was 16 it was like my second time whatever um we tried it was quite painful so that you know just in retrospect thinking about it you know he had no idea how to do it either yeah even though he may have had experience with it but nobody has maybe his former girlfriend probably maybe didn't tell him either yeah so yeah i mean he thought he knew a lot he kind of did but he didn't you know yeah totally <laughs> so conversation is just yeah it's just really important at any time mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then so from there okay so we've have and was he a boyfriend Okay, so we have that boyfriend. What what happened next? Like, did you have more teenage experiences? What happened once you started to get? Just walk us through kind of the phases of your of your sex life as you remember it. Like, that was pretty much it until I got married. Okay, I, I should say that was it until I got married. Um, I did cheat on him because, like, you know, after like a six months or so, he seemed to be a bit controlling just because he was older. Mm-hmm. And I was still 16, so I'm still trying to find myself and, you know, doing things and going out. And, yeah, he wasn't having any of that. You know, I mean, you're my girlfriend. You're not supposed to go out with any other guys, even if it's just, like, in a friendly, with my classmates. Right. You know, he didn't like that very much. So, yeah, so I had to treat on him. I mean, not sexually, but just kissing and kind of flirting around. And I did go out with other people, you know, in a group setting, basically, I did hang out with other people. So, yeah, and then I finally, it took me like three tries to break up with him. <laughs> Twice. I, I called the very next day. I was like, oh, my God, I miss you so much. And yeah. and the third time, I'm just like, no, I can't do this anymore. It's not healthy. It's not good. And at that point, was I 18 already? Just close to my 18th birthday, I think. And then shortly after that, after I broke up with him, I met my husband. So, well, he didn't know it at the time. Yeah, <laughs> but it's, like, it's funny. Yeah, it was it was a blind date. Oh. And, um, and I saw him, and I walking out of the gate, uh, and I saw him, and I looked at my girlfriend. And I was like, you know, that's a that's a guy I'm gonna marry. And she's like, yeah, right. <laughs> You're crazy. <laughs> so. Oh my gosh. I, it may have been just a stupid, you know. 17 year old dream or whatever but but 30 how many years later like you're still with him right yeah yeah so there was um 
there was an army base where I lived, and we used to hang out there a lot. Okay. <laughs> and we knew, like, where the, we call them GIs, where they hung out, and mm. we frequented those disco, discotheque. Yeah. Is the yeah, like the dancing, dancing places. Dance, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I, I think of it as a discotheque, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so both of her, um, her and I, we used to hang out there a lot. <laughs> and I got him. <laughs> That's great. Okay, so you guys hit it off, and... Can you tell us a little bit, like, did you, like, what was your sex life like? Or how did you start exploring things? And then I do want to talk about also, like, blowjobs and going down on you and all of that stuff. Like, so tell us, tell us your feels. Um, it took me a little convincing, um, a couple of dates or so to, because it was, like, his friend that came with us. So my friend knew his friend, mm -hmm. but he didn't kind of didn't really want her so when he saw me he told my husband's like hey i'm gonna take the blonde you're gonna get the other one <laughs> <laughs> and so my husband you know naturally he's like oh, okay i have no stake in this you know i don't know either of them yeah. so he wasn't about to make a move on me so it took me a little bit convincing and then i talked to his friend i was like look dude i really like you back off so yeah and then i mean sex wise it was you know still kind of like you know young 17 mm -hmm. 18 it yeah. was just it was just that you know it wasn't anything too too deep i would say nothing fancy nothing kinky at that time yeah because uh, i was still living at home so okay that so that was my next <laughs> yeah. question so like where did you do it if you're living at home where primarily did you guys get together Basically, at my house, okay. he came over and he spent a night a couple. Yeah, he was allowed to do that. So okay, so your parents are on board with that? Um, yeah, I mean, I kind of, I, I think at that point I wasn't that close to my mom anymore. It just, we kind of, it just drifted apart, if that makes sense. Okay. Because I had two younger siblings, quite younger than I am mm. for my stepdad. And so, you know, they needed her more than I did mm -hmm. in some ways. And I've made my peace with that, so okay. that's that's fine. So I basically, you know, one time I, I brought him home and he spent the night and that was it. We didn't even talk about it. And so she kind of accepted it as, okay, she's going to do whatever the heck she wants. Okay. You said you were on birth control at this time? Yep, until I decided I want to go natural. Okay. And you know what they call people who decide to go natural? Parents. <laughs> Yeah, it promptly, I got pregnant. And how, how old were you when you got I was pregnant? 18. Okay, okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, uh, not very smart on my part. However, we now have a lovely daughter and a grandson. So, yes. yeah. You know, I did have the opportunity. I did go to the doctor. We discussed not having the baby. And, and I had an appointment to have it all done. And... I don't know, had an ultrasound and was like, dang, I can hear the heartbeat. Mm. Yeah, there's no way. And then I have to really commend my husband because he knew I was going that day. And I came back and met him outside the gate. And I said, you know, I, I couldn't do it. And I could tell, you know, his shoulders just kind of dropped and heavy sigh. And it's like, all right, you want to get married? <laughs> I was like, sure <laughs> so yeah 
Can you share with us the feeling? Do you remember like what emotional experience were you having in that moment? It was still unreal. I was like, I still had no clue what I was doing. It was just kind of like, well, let me back up a little bit because, you know, I, I had seen my mom, my dad left uh, when I was young and then the relationship with my stepdad wasn't good. Mm-hmm. Uh, he continuously cheated on her and he didn't treat her very well. He drank a lot. And so I'm like, I was kind of like in this weird mindset that I'm just going to be like that. Mm-hmm. Some, You know, I'm never, I'm probably never going to find anything better. It was kind of like a weird thing. I didn't expect a whole lot, even though I I really, really liked him. I'm not sure if you can say I loved him, my husband at that time. Yeah. Probably. I mean, you're still 18. Yeah. You you think you do? Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, my expectations weren't very high, I guess I could say. And so it's like, okay, I guess we could get married and see where it goes from there. I think we both didn't know, yeah. you know, what the impact would be. How did getting pregnant at 18 affect your sexual self? What, what is, yeah, tell us about pregnant sex. <laughs> um, honestly, I don't remember like a whole lot because we're still living with my mother. <laughs> oh, we didn't, right. Yeah, we didn't get like our own apartment until we actually got married. Okay. Uh, it, was, it was just um, the army way. Mm-hmm. So we had to wait, and and so, just to clarify, he's in the he was in the army, in the U.S. Army, was he over? Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. Got it. yeah. So yeah, we're still living at home. There, I don't think there was a whole lot going on. Maybe once every couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. That's not much for mm-hmm. an eighteen-year-old. No, for a twenty-year-old boy. So you know, I. I feel really sorry. I felt really sorry for him. But do (laughs) you remember feeling horny at all? Or were you just like busy being pregnant and a teenager? I think more like busy being a teenager and being pregnant and dealing with all that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that really kind of shoved everything aside. Yeah. I really think so. And then even after pregnancy, I think my hormones just took a dive. Mm. It just went out the door for about 20 five years yes yeah, <laughs> something us. like that yeah T- can you can you tell us as many details as you can about what it feels like to not want sex or anything because I get I get so many questions from people that ask me about that and ask me about what that's like it's almost like I couldn't stand a touch it just there was I mean I love my husband there was no nothing going on down there mm. you know even when I try to get aroused or something like that, or not much. I mean, if anything, maybe just a little spark there, but I had to work really, really hard for it. And so really, truly, it was not him. It was not his fault. It was just hormones just go haywire. Um, Some people recover really quickly. Mm -hmm. and, And I know I have read and through some therapy later, I know that I wasn't the only one, you know, there are yeah. quite a few that affects that way. And it's just, it's not working. And so what do you do? And while we we're still living in Germany, it's like, I didn't know really who to talk to. I didn't feel like I could talk to my mom about it because we weren't that close. Yeah. 
you just kind of keep up to front and go, you know, happy go lucky, just keep on puttering, hope something will change sooner or later. Yeah. Yeah. I did have some therapy after we had moved back here. We got involved in a church and actually really, really good therapist. I really liked her, but we didn't get really far. She fell ill and she had to take some time off and Mm. I didn't like her replacement. We didn't click very well. So I kind of stopped that. Yeah. And I never pursued any more, which I really deeply regret because I wasted so much time. Yeah. You know, and things could have been fixed earlier. Well, I, I also know many people personally who try therapy once and then they, when they don't have a good fit with a therapist, that's a very common thing and it's, it's tough. Yeah, and you, you really have to kind of like shop around, literally. Yeah. You have to find somebody. And then also my gynecologist as well, the one that I saw once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all in your head, ma'am. I mean, he didn't say the man part, but, you know, basically that's the message I got. It's, it's all in your head. You need to get over this. I'm like, that's what terrible advice. I had a friend also that was like, just have a glass of wine. That's what their gynecologist said. Like, just try a glass of wine. That'll fix it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I really didn't figure out a bit more (laughs) until I actually started working at a gynecologist's office. I was just doing, you know, reception, medical Mm -hmm. records. And, and so just speaking with her and, and other providers there, you know, that you do in the lunchroom, you, you actually talk about stuff yeah. and you don't even have to make an appointment. And so, yeah, that I, you know, found out it's, it's more than just, how do I say that? It's more than just, it's not all in your head, lady. <laughs> so right. It's, it's hormones. It's uh, your environment. It's kids living at home. You yeah. know, it's, it's all that. So. And did you and your husband also talk about your sex life very much or was it did you try to touch each other like can you just tell us maybe some of the details of your dynamic together um we tried um but i i couldn't really talk about it Mm -hmm. i was just so full of i don't know shame anger you know all those mixed things because it was like what is wrong with me you know it was like a continuous what is wrong with me? How can I fix this? You know, what can I do to make myself better? And I couldn't yeah. for some reason, you know, I couldn't find a help. And so I pretty much shut down every conversation that he tried to have with me. Hmm. So, yeah, we went through a really tough time, I think, for both of us. And I just told him, you know, recently after my newly discovered sex drive, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, you know, I am really sorry, you know, that I couldn't give this to you 20 years ago, but he, he reassured me. He's like, you know what? It's, it's okay. You know, I'm, I'm here now. So, yeah. And yeah. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about what, what led you to where you are now? What happened? When did, when did you start to feel a shift? Um, I think the first shift I had a procedure done basically it's a sterilization mm-hmm. fairly not very invasive it's it's like to they put like little little thingies in your fallopian tubes okay and it creates scar tissue so mm. so it was really easy procedure whatnot so and that led me to finally get off birth control and i suspected a long time before that you know the birth control probably affecting me in some ways that makes me feel like that oh and i should also mention 
one other gynecologist uh, probably 10 years prior to, to having this sterilization at 40, so mm-hmm. 30-ish, put me on antidepressants, mm-hmm. a mild one, not like, almost like the heavy one, I can't remember. Uh, so a mild antidepressant. And so, I mean, that's not very good for your sex drive either. No, those can tank yeah. sex drives completely. Yeah, and so right up until I had the procedure, I felt, oh, maybe the, the year before, I really felt like a zombie kind of because of, you know, being on the antidepressant. And, and again, you know, those feelings came back like, what is wrong with me? Mm-hmm. Why do I feel tired? Why do I feel absolutely no drive to be with my husband? I just didn't care. Mm-hmm. You know, I couldn't express joy. Mm-hmm. It's like at that point we were still at church, you know, and you, you talk about the joy of the Lord. It's like, mm, I don't have that. Where can I get that? What is wrong with me? Why don't I have that? It just, I, there were no feelings. Yeah. And so once, anyway, so I had the procedure, went off birth control. That made me feel a little bit better. I could feel like three months after that, I was like, oh, something's different. But I was still on the antidepressants. uh, So it wasn't fully until about four years ago, I was working at still the gynecologist's office and through just sheer luck, normally people who work in the business office, they don't get to go on the little, oh, what do you call it? Meetings like out of town for new products or new procedures, conferences. There you go. Yeah. So I got to go there and it was about hormone replacement therapies and whatnot. And and I was like, yeah, you know, it's just another sales pitch, whatever. And, you know, like the drug reps when they come and it's just a new sales rep. And I'm not a doctor, so, but I'm going to go along. That's, what, you know, you ask me, I'll go. My boss asked me to go. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. I'll. And so once I was in there, you know, the guy who was talking about, okay, so do you feel tired? Do you have no sex drive? Are you constantly, you know, this and that? And I was, I'm like, oh my God, that's me. <laughs> I'm like sign me up. (laughs) And so so at the end of the conference, we did get to try it. Oh. And um, it's it's little pellets inserted like right in your hip buttock area. And so the idea behind it is like, you know, it it releases it over time. Your body needs it. It goes, gets it, whatever. And about two months, three months after I had that, I totally went off my antidepressants. I mean, I do not recommend that, you know, without obviously talking to your doctor or whatnot. Consult your doctors. Yes. I had some left just in case. And I knew, you know, I could talk to my doctor and and I told her, I was like, you know, I'm just not going to do this. So I tapered off it, obviously. And it's been like four years and it's, it's night and day. And I have like desire. I have a sex drive. (laughs) And my husband's like, what are you doing? And it's <laughs> like, I don't know, honey. And there were a couple of days, you know, when he came home from work and I was at home and I just greeted him with a kiss, which never did that before. It was like, it was like a deep long kiss. And he was like, what are you doing? <laughs> can, we, can we just like go upstairs now? <laughs> so. We didn't even, you know, didn't even have dinner or whatever. So I was like, oh, let's just go upstairs. And a couple of days later, you know, it happened again. I was like, okay, something's changed. Wow. <laughs> so, 
yeah. I mean, you know, we have to slow it down just a little bit just because my daughter's still, you know, she came back, moved back in with us. I'm like, really, girl? <laughs> but you're putting a damper on things here. But we make it work. Wow. So, so wait, how does it work? They're, they're pellets? Mm-hmm. Or, or, like, do they go inside you and you just absorb them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's like just um, the muscle, yeah, like in your buttock. Your, well, not quite on like on your butt, not when you yeah. sit down. It's like hip area kind of. Uh-huh. And and it, again, it's not for everybody. Uh-huh. And we've had people uh, who went with us to the conference. It just, it did not work for them. Oh, wow. Which, yeah. So, but the majority of them, you know, they're doing great. Uh, for me personally, it, it was like, it's night and day. Wow. Yeah. So speaking of that night and day, can you tell us a little bit besides these long, passionate kisses? <laughs> when, and, and also just like, he obviously he knew, did you tell him what was going yeah. on? Like he, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. So you communicated about that. And, but then how did you start talking about sex again after a couple of decades? Like what did you, or did you just start doing it? What was it like? What happened? <laughs> um, it's yes and no, uh, both. Um, it, it's still a work in progress. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you, you don't just like drop things. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, you can, but uh, I'm still quite shy, I guess. Or what does your shyness I, feel like? Like, is it in your body? Is it everywhere? Is it when do you feel shy? Tell us when. Um, just talking, basically mm-hmm. talking about it. Um, that That's still pretty hard because, yeah. You know, I've never really talked about, like, you know, with my parents, it was never really talked about. And, you know, the 20 years of marriage again, you know, when whenever he tried to initiate, I pretty much shut it down. And it's just because, you know, of all the shame and things that just stuffed everything down. And so, but now I think it's more like, good Lord, I'm 53. What am I doing (laughs) Is this normal? Should I be slowing down? <laughs> oh, you mean like, what are you doing? Like, is it too much? Yeah. No, yeah. you're doing great. <laughs> so, yeah, so it shifted like from the teenage, oh my God, what am I doing? You know, is, am I normal? Now it's like, oh my God, I'm 53. Is this normal? <laughs> yeah. So. So can you tell us a little bit about some of the things that feel the best and we can practice using the words. And if you get shy, I can ask you yes or no questions. <laughs> Let me think. Uh, let's start with, so like sometimes when I go to bed at night, um, I do like to touch and feel of his skin next to my skin, Yeah. which I didn't do that. You know, even yeah. 15 years ago, I didn't like that for some, I, it, there was just something about skin to skin that I could not, tolerate very well Mm. and that's a phenomenon to me i mean i think i've heard about people who have that Mm -hmm. you know they can't stand i'm not even sure what it's called but i wouldn't say um it was like that extreme but it's just especially at night because it was always apprehensive Mm. you know it's like oh if he touches me in a certain way that means he wants sex and i really can't give that to him because i don't have that desire yeah so but now it's like, okay, slap it on. <laughs> do you sleep in pajamas or do you guys sleep nude? Um, 
No, I have a night. Usually, I, I have something on. Okay. But, you know, I can, like, carry, I can, like, pull it up a little bit, and, and that's fine. And nothing even has to happen. I just enjoy it. Yeah. You know, just just the togetherness, actually. Mm. And but where on your body does it feel best to be touched? Not even necessarily sexually, but just, like, where are some places that you enjoy feeling his touch? Um, you know, my back. Mm. You know, if somebody just runs fingers down your back and... And like I said, it doesn't even have to be sexually. It's just something very comforting. It's a very closeness, just a light touch. Hey, I'm here. Yeah. So, yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about what you're exploring right now or what you want to explore? Yeah. So in the past, I never liked to do blowjobs mm-hmm. because I couldn't trust my partners. I, I just didn't like, we're speaking of the 20-year-old now, 20-year-old boyfriend. One time, he just came in my mouth, and I was like, no, uh-uh, absolutely not. I just couldn't. It's just With the, no warning. Yeah, yeah, I just couldn't, the texture, I don't, I don't know what it is. It just yeah. didn't didn't work for me. <laughs> I was like, no. And that was the end of that. And he's like, he's like come on. No, because I, I couldn't trust him. In it. But I couldn't verbalize that either, right. so... Yeah, so for the longest time, I didn't like that. Now. <laughs> yes, now. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I really do. Yeah. And so. Can you tell us what you like about it? Or can you tell us if you have any favorite moves? You know, I'm not, I'm not even sure what it is that I like. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just like, I don't know, the, the feel, maybe the control I have mm-hmm. <laughs> over him. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I can make it stop at any time, honey. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I, I quite enjoy that. Do you look up at him while you're playing with his cock or do you mostly focus on it or, and how do you touch it? What's your first move? Generally, I don't look, sometimes I do, but usually my hair is in the way and uh-huh. it's really annoying. Uh-huh. First I touch, I mean, at just the other day when we were upstairs and we were just kind of like making out and then I just kind of stopped and was like, do you mind if I, if I like go down there? Yeah. He's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you just touch it, you know, gently and then a little bit firmer and kind of like, okay, I'm ready now. And then me just start at the very top first, play around a little bit and then just kind of like get down to business a little. Yeah. And does he like his balls played with as well? Or do you mostly stick to his actual penis? Um, I Stick pretty much to the penis. Um, okay. I did cap them, but I'm not quite sure if. I think we need to talk about that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And then sometimes I have just you know bring him fairly close, and then I just hop on and finish it that way. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Okay. So talking. Speaking of hopping on, can you orgasm during sex during penetrative sex? Oh, is there a well, position that's best for it? Yeah, tell us, tell us. Uh, I mean, there has to be some kind of stimulation. It's like everything pretty much is involved, especially like when you're on top, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not just from the inside. It's also, you know, you're on the surface kind of rubbing that way. So mm-hmm. really the whole vulva is pretty much involved in it. So I do like being on top okay um, so you can grind at an angle that yeah that allows you to orgasm if you're on mm, top that's yeah. cool 
I can't always. Sometimes it's happened like a couple times for me, but it's really rare. Like that angle's just hard for for the way that I'm put together. Right, and and I mean, you know, there were instances, some, you know, occasionally, sometimes, and I was like, yeah, this is not working for me today. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what the heck. <laughs> oh, I love that you said that. It is so different on different days for my body. Yeah. Right. Definitely. And then there were other times where I, where we actually mission style, it worked as well, mm. but it doesn't always work. I would say probably 80% of the time it doesn't work that way. Okay. You need a little bit extra different, just different angles, different mm. ways, and you just switch around. So, yeah. It's... Do you ever do like doggy style stuff or on your stomach <laughs> stuff? Like how do those make you feel? I think there's a bit more penetration uh-huh. that way. Seems like it. So, yeah, it's it's fun. It it almost it goes into the little bit the kinky one. So I'm being the submissive and he's taking care of it. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that's when the spanking sometimes comes in. Okay, can you talk more <laughs> about the spanking? How did that come about? Was it something you talked about or how did you bring it up? I don't know. It was like maybe I don't know, maybe six months ago or so. I don't know. He just slapped me, you know, mm-hmm. on the butt, just just slightly. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh. What the heck was that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so he did it again a couple of times. So, you know, just light. And I was like, hmm. And so after we were, you know, just after we were done, I was like, oh, maybe I should get you a paddle. And he just kind of laughed, you know. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, sure. Yeah. And I did. I ordered one. <laughs> Good. <laughs> so, what kind of paddle is it? It's like a little heart-shaped one. I got it from the stock room. Oh, nice. Is it made out of yeah. leather? Yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, I love those. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and then I also, I do like to wear like strappy things. Uh-huh. You know, it kind of reminds me of a little bit of bondage, but not too much. Yeah. So that's kind of like a big turn on for me. And, oh, yeah. And I ordered handcuffs too. <laughs> Have you used them yet? <laughs> yeah. How is it for you? A couple of times. Um, it's still a little bit awkward okay. uh, because, I mean, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't come with like a, an instruction manual or anything. Yeah. yeah. Are they the so. metal kind or the kind that are like softer? No, they're softer okay, and they okay. have like Cups. a little red yeah. thing inside and kind of peeks out a little bit. I really like those. <laughs> and yeah, I just need to explore a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, I was going to say, so are they, do they like get clipped together and go above your head or have you gotten tied to a bed <laughs> or a door frame or anything? I think that'll be my next step. Nice. But <laughs> I think, so the first time he just used it, a tie of his that he just pulled off the rack. Yes. Yeah, just that's so put hot. A tie through it. Yeah. That's so hot. It was. Did you guys talk about tying ahead of time or was it another one of those sort of like spontaneous things that you just stumbled upon? Well, when I put him on, I was like, oh, what are these loops for? It's like, well, I'm sorry, you can tie me up, you know? Yeah. And again, you know, it's like, I didn't really, like, it doesn't come with an instruction manual. You kind of yeah. have to yeah. figure it out a little bit. So, but yeah, I think out, yeah. that's, that's how you can tie him together and, that's what he did then. It's like, boop, awesome. Pulled a tie off and tie me together. So. Does he go down on you? Yes, he does. What do you like? <laughs> and, and can you come from it? I can. Not too fast. Yeah, me uh, shouldn't go too fast. Just start out slow and um, pretty much all over is fine. I do like just a sucking motion right on my clitoris. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, if it's, if it's, like, too fast and too much licking, I was like, mm, yeah, yeah, you can stop that now. <laughs> just just do this. <laughs> Does he ever use fingers mm-hmm. along with his mouth? Or is it usually separate? Mm-hmm. Like, you can come, can you come just from sucking, first of all? Yeah. yeah. 
Okay, so you can come. I can't. Oh, that's so cool. And then like, but it also feels good if he adds fingers? It can be a little bit distracting. Okay. Because it's like a separate, it feels like a separate motion, obviously. Yeah, and yeah. sometimes the fingers get ahead of everything else. Yeah. It's like, uh, <laughs> so I, I really try to, to let him know because mm-hmm. if he doesn't, you know, then what's the point? Yeah, yeah. Just the other day, it was like, um, too many fingers. So I was like, no, just, I just pulled his hand away. It's like, okay, just, let's just do that. Okay. How, how was that? Cause that can be really hard to communicate in real time. How was it for you? It was good. It, it worked <laughs> good. that way. Good. What about like, I don't know. Do you like it if he kisses your inner thighs and do you like to be grabbed strong or soft or gentle or does it, is it a whole mixture? What, tell us some about the physical sensations. It depends on the mood. I mean, obviously, if the kids are home, it's more like, all right, let's get this done quick. <laughs> yeah. And be quiet about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, really, it doesn't matter if I come so much. So that's from my point of view. Uh-huh. Um, I just want to please him. Uh-huh. Um, since I have to make up, like, for, like, 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, it really doesn't matter so much anymore. But then there are days where I think think about it, you know, and then it's like, okay, I'm going to plan something we haven't done, you know, so, okay, so I asked my daughter, so when's your day off this week, (laughs) first of all, Uh and then I I really get myself into the mindset, you know, starting in the morning, you know, you take a shower, and I brush my teeth naked on purpose, because I am not a skinny little thing. Mm-hmm. I'm chubby. Mm-hmm. I have bulges here and there. So I need to make peace with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes I will go downstairs in just my little outfit and start making lunch. Yeah. Uh, or I had I made dinner like that before and, and just surprise him. You know, he's just down there. He's like, oh, what are we doing? What are you cooking tonight? <laughs> And then we, you know, we just go from there. And then when I'm in that kind of mood, I like it a bit rougher. Uh, I I don't mind that. Uh So that's fine. But then again, you know, there are other times where you just want like the sweet little makeout session. Feel like that really, really deep connection between the two. During those makeout sessions, are you, how do you feel about like sloppy makeouts? Are you at the point where you like slobber? Cause I used to not like <laughs> slobber. And then I feel like the kinkier I got, the more I was just like, sure, fluids can be anywhere. So I'm always curious about that. No. <laughs> Don't slobber. <laughs> okay. <me. laughs> okay. Good. Gentle makeouts. Um, yeah. Do you like it if your ears and neck are incorporated in a not slobbery way? Like, the, like, do you enjoy kissing or, or breathing here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Next. Next, fine. Ears, not so much, because then you can hear the rap, you know, the breathing yeah, yeah, yeah. in your ear. It's kind of distracting, at least yeah. for me, it is. <laughs> what about hair pulling? Uh, you know, he hasn't really done that yet. But I think if it happens, definitely not during a slow makeout session. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, just like as it's ramping up to something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I wouldn't mind that at all. Okay. I do wear a ponytail every once in a while. Oh, but I love that. So far, he hasn't grabbed on yet. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to drop a few more hands. <laughs> So I actually, during COVID, started letting my shaved hair grow out a little bit. So part of it is like I'm telling, you know, it's to see the passage of time. But some part of me is like, maybe by the time it's long, I will find a dom who wants to pull my hair a little bit and then I can shave it all off again. But like I haven't (laughs) had my hair pulled in, you know, five years. So I'm just like, and I can actually grab it now. But Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
What else? Oh, so you said you talked about making up for 20 years husband-wise. What about with yourself? Are you masturbating? Occasionally, yes. Uh -huh. And what, yeah. what is that like? Do you use toys? Do you use your hands? Do you have a favorite position? Usually it's when I'm just laying in bed and, you know, something just goes on. It's like, oh. And my husband is maybe was when he was away, mm -hmm. like, traveling for work. Mm -hmm. It's like, geez, what do we do? I do have a couple of toys. Either way, I think I prefer just hands, though. Yeah. And how can you tell us the details of how you touch yourself? Is it more outside or do you use inside fingers or do you go in a circle? Is it flat hand? Is it wide? Oh, okay. Definitely more like outside. Um, not so much inside. Yeah, just, just stimulate just directly, mainly. That's pretty it. Um, it's not like a long drawn out session. Yeah. It's more like, okay, let's get going. <laughs> yeah, that, that, I'm pretty efficient really with my great. masturbation. Yeah, oh, that's the word, efficient. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that's a German thing. Like my family is like extremely efficient. And do you have to touch yourself like hard or can you do it lightly? Because I feel like I have to start light and then I need a fair amount of pressure once I get going. What's your experience like? It depends on the arousal. Okay. Yeah, probably start out a little bit light. Okay. And then a little bit harder, but but not too, doesn't take too much. Yeah. Yeah. Ever since, you know, that time four years ago, <laughs> like things have changed. And, you know, speaking of that again, before that, I didn't do any of that. There was no masturbation on my, my side because, again, I felt so guilty mm. for not being able to give it to my husband. So I didn't even do anything for myself because... I'm going to save it for him. Wow. Yeah. That was my mindset. So for a couple of decades, you didn't mm -hmm. touch yourself. Mm -mm. Wow. And no. you were just off. You just were yeah. off. Totally off. Did you, wait, this is a very personal question. I just, just for clarity, and you can feel free to not answer. Did you have sex at all during that time? We did. Yeah. yeah. Um, we made How it was happen. it for you? Most of the time, it was like, I was just there, but yeah, it was, it was fairly routine. You know, we went to bed, he hopped on and that was it. There was no exploration, you know, no playing, not too much playing. Yeah. And I still feel so guilty for that. So mm. bad, you know, because mm. it wasn't easy for him either. Yeah. And yeah. And then just for our listeners or just, I guess, just to ask this, what are you doing to work through that guilt? Because I, I have really sticky guilt from past relationships as mm -hmm. well, and I'm still trying to unpack that. What's your plan for yourself? Do you have one? Um, I'm just really trying to, to be open and try to talk about things, mm -hmm. um, especially the sexual part. Yeah. I really would like to find an, a good therapist. Right now it's a little bit hard. Um, yeah. I really want to do that. Yeah. yeah, it's it's extra tough right now because we're in a space where yeah. like this is the closest connection we can have with a new stranger. Right. Yeah. And I also have listened to a couple podcasts that really helped. Like one of them was, was it Pleasure Mechanics. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there were a couple others that I can't even think about right now. And then I listened to most of your stories too. Yeah. <laughs> and there was one that I just listened to dropped on May 15th, Renee. Yeah. And her story, she is hilarious. She's so funny. She's so funny. I was like, oh my gosh, I want to be like that. I know. I think 
she's such an inspiration. She's like, okay, yeah. I'm kinkier than my husband, but that's okay. I'll keep doing things. Like, I just love her. Right. And, you know, that's what I was thinking. It's like, you know, I think he's a bit more vanilla than I am. And I don't want to scare him away. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But I, I would like, you know, I mean, at our age, you know, things naturally slow down. Yeah. And so you have to find other ways. And we shouldn't just, you know, crumble up and shrivel up and just nope. ride it off. It's nope. like, have fun. Well, and it's like we have these bodies to explore and they're going to be different every day of our lives and they're going to continue to change as we age. And that's just always going to be true. But I think I I hope that there are always going to be ways to find sensations or things, you know, in the right mixture that's right for that moment. That's my hope for all of us, really. Right. Yeah. And I mean, it doesn't even have to be anything sexual. It's right. just, you know, yeah. the, the closeness of people, the connection that you make. Yeah with people so yeah and, and i believe that sex is so much more than like the physical act uh that mm -hmm. we think of so often like i believe that yeah. sex is such a mental thing and it's that it it is very connection based and i think that can look a lot of different ways can you tell us though you know okay i know we're talking about slowing down but what else would you <laughs> like to explore and not it doesn't have to be this can live in the realm of fantasy maybe it's something you'll never do but what are you curious about now um, so speaking strictly fantasy, yeah. I know this will yeah. never happen, yeah. but just me in a room with other people just touching and for them to desire me. Yeah. I think that just, just a touch. It doesn't even have to be like intercourse or anything. It's just, just that. In this fantasy, because I know mm -hmm. you're a straight woman, is it just men or is it men and women? Does it matter? It's both. Yeah. could be both. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, totally strictly fantasy because yeah. that's just something that wouldn't happen and, and it don't, it won't. <laughs> Other things I'd like to explore with my husband, I'm just open to anything really. Whatever he would like to try, I'm game. What um, if he like wanted to pee on you? Are you that game? <laughs> oh, wait a second. Hold on. I take that back. <laughs> uh, no. Because not everyone's into it, but some people are, <laughs> and right. I just think it's an important clarification. Probably not. Would you ever want to explore more sensation play, like electro play? They have the little electric wands that kind of give you a buzz, or some of the pokey, spiky wheels. Like, how how much does your body enjoy sensation? I do, but I feel like it might be a little too distracting if you have too many toys laying around. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It could be like, oh, let's try this. Oh, no, let's try yeah. this. So... That may be my own mental thing, if you have too much laying around. Totally, yeah. I have told him that, like, when he he was on my breast, I was like, you know, you can bite those a little bit, it's okay. <gasps> yeah, oh, I'm so glad you said that, because I was going to ask you about your nipples. So, okay, so a little yeah. bit of biting, yes. Mm -hmm. It's just all in the right, you know, in the right moment. Yeah. It's like, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. And licking and sucking? Yeah. What does it uh, feel like in your body? Oh, no, keep talking, keep talking. Oh, I was going to say, not so much licking. For some reason, I don't enjoy that too much. Uh, but yeah, the sucking and a little bit of biting is fine. Okay. Can you speak to <laughs> like why licking is not as enjoyable? I just, I don't know. I just, that's just something about it. I can't really put my finger on it. Yeah. I mean, I like an ice cream cone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's just a sensation that I don't care about yeah it's weird sometimes my grandson he's only eight <laughs> sometimes seven eight-year-old kids will do the weirdest thing you know yep. he will come up and 
he'll say, oh, give me, let me give you a kiss, Nani, on your cheek. And then he comes up and he just licks me. Oh, yeah. That's, mm-hmm. What the heck? Yeah, don't lick me. <laughs> so, so no, I do not enjoy that at all. <laughs> I was that kid. I would bite people. Like, I would bite them on the forearm. I would, I don't know. And my whole family, like, they, like, even now today, like, I'm a 31-year-old woman. But now if I, like, grab anyone in my family's arm, they'll pull it away because they think I'm going to bite them. <laughs> don't hug me. I'm sorry. Um, well, um, are there any other toys you'd like to try or things you'd like to explore? Or like, would you ever have a threesome or go to a sex party? Like just in, in fantasy or real life, anything else that you want to cover? Yeah, probably not. I don't know. I'm just too much in my head for mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I think too self-conscious, maybe. Yeah. Any toys? Would your answer um, be different party-wise if everyone was in masks? That would be interesting. Like a like fully covered <laughs> Very face anonymous. Mask. Yeah. Maybe. Just, I throw, mean, just throwing out ideas. <laughs> I think that falls into the fantasy yeah. realm. Yeah. I find it. Yeah. The thing, speaking of, I think movies, when when there are certain movies, you know, when you watch and, and there's just like this electric, like the historical movies, you know, when they go to a masquerade ball and yes. you know how they were back when in the 1600s they yeah. put on a mask they go to a ball you know exactly what happens after yeah. that so i find that very erotic but what else was i gonna say there was something else threesomes toys i think i would like to try a butt plug yeah yeah have, have you ever done any butt stuff mm-hmm. okay and, oh yeah well we we heard <laughs> about your early experience have you ever done any good butt stuff since then yeah yeah i actually enjoy I mean, things, I, I tell you, things have just changed so much. I understand. Uh, and I think my husband was quite surprised by that. So, Have you done full uh, penetration? Mm-hmm. Mm. Have you yeah. had an ass-gasm? Mm. Not yet. I, okay. Maybe. Like, I'm kind of like, you know, <laughs> like when my girlfriend asked me that, have you had an orgasm? I'm like, hmm? <laughs> I don't think I did. Okay. Um, no, I don't think so. But, I mean, I... I actually, I mean, I quite enjoy it. Um, mm-hmm. It took me nine months of like regular butt sex to finally mm-hmm. have an asgasm. And, mm-hmm. and now, I mean, well, now I'm not having any sex, but uh, <laughs> when I meet someone, I, you know, when I got more experienced, I would also often incorporate a vibrator or fingers so that I could like get there faster. But I know that, mm-hmm. that if I was like getting pounded at a certain way for a certain amount of time, that's what it kind of takes for me to, to come through butt sex. Mm-hmm. Ooh, so what kind of butt plug do you think you'd like to get? Have you done any research? Um, I'm leaning more towards silicone because the vibrator that I do have is silicone mm-hmm. and it doesn't like irritate. Like we had one that was, it was not silicone, but it seemed to be irritating in some ways, like afterwards, kind yeah. of more itchy. Oh, yeah. Nah, I don't like that. But the silicone works really well. So Nice. I have to go explore a little bit. Right. And have you and your husband sat down to like ask each other all detailed questions or are you just sort of like intuitively feeling through things? Like have you had a conversation, a formal conversation of like what we'd like to do now? Not yet. It's more like it seems like I'm taking a little bit the lead. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's it's all still new. It's kind of weird. <laughs> it's like teenagers again. <laughs> yeah. What are your hopes for your sexual self in this, you know, in the next few years of your life? Just to feel really, really comfortable mm-hmm. with it, talking about it, with it, doing it, not feel shameful or embarrassed. 
you can tell by my facial expressions, right? Uh, that it's still, you know, still hard to, yeah. to talk about it after not talking about it for so long. And we just had a whole conversation about it, though, still. I know. <laughs> it does feel kind of good, though, to talk about it. Yeah. It does. It really does. And it doesn't, you know, so many people would just say, what is going on? You're weird, you know, so why do you like to talk about it? Oh, I know. Because it's such a big part, you know, of, of yourself. I mean, it's there for a reason, yes. right now, though. <laughs> yeah. So it's not something to be just, you know, shoved under the carpet or in the closet or whatnot. Yeah. I do feel, you know, thinking back when I was younger, I'm not sure how, where kids get their guidance, you know, it doesn't have to be weird or anything, but I think they need a lot of guidance. Yeah. Just thinking back to when I was 14, 16, so. Yeah. Have you watched the show or heard of the show Sex Education? Yes. Oh my God. I just I finally finished it. I love it so much. I wish I had watched, like, I wish they, that had existed when I was a teenager. I would yeah. have, that would have changed my life. Probably. I mean, I mean, I had friends, but it wasn't, I don't know. It was, it was different. Yeah. 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 Especially 30 years ago. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We binge watched that show. That's totally. awesome. Good. Do you have any other, like, overarching thoughts about sex that you want to share that are coming to mind at this moment before I ask wrap-up questions? I wish that professionals, like, especially for women, um, I guess the same could go for men when they go to a urologist or their, uh, you know, PCP whatnot. I wish they would pay a bit more attention to the mental health yeah. and not just the physical part. And, and not just write you off, oh, it's all in your head. I heard that, you know, a couple times. And yeah, it was just, I'm just aghast, you know, now having worked with somebody in that profession, even though I was behind the scenes, obviously. <laughs> I heard so many stories about women, you know, they, they come to, to, they used to come to us. And, uh, you know, when they said they were either abused as children or, you know, their other doctors didn't take care of them they didn't understand it's so so complex and the thing i think for for men too men don't like to talk about stuff like that especially with stuff you know something goes on down there it's like yes. they do not like to talk about that and, yeah. and it's like you know a little blue pill doesn't fix it all yeah so yeah there's so much more to it than than just the physical aspect I really wish they could change that and, you know, and, and would take all of that in perspective. I'm so glad you said that. Yes. Especially, yeah. If I would have had that, you know, 20 years ago, you know, workplace for my former workplace, things would have been different. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to think things would be different, would have been different, but now I'm here. Now I can yeah. make up for it. We, we are <laughs> so. where we are and we can go forward from where we are. Right. But. Like thank thank goodness for thank goodness for where you are now. Yeah, but I mean you know it's still a work in progress and and again still my mental health still you know there's always something seems like it that kind of help me a little bit further now. Yeah, I do wonder yeah. if if we framed therapy more as like no no hey if you do this your sex life will improve because everyone I talk to 
tends to sort of see that correlation. And I, I do know, you know, like you said, men don't are socialized to not talk about anything. Right. Yeah. And I know for a fact, because of all of the messages that I get mostly from dudes, that it's not that they don't want to talk about it. It's that we haven't, we don't live in a society where it's safe for them to talk about it. And okay, it, that's a, and that's it a hurts good word. all of us. Mm-hmm. It hurts all of us, you know? So I'm, ugh. I'm hoping that, thank you so much for sharing. <laughs> hey, do you want to do something? Um, okay, to wrap up, do you want to do something with me? Do you want to just practice saying sexy words with me? <laughs> after me? What would happen if you just said pussy and cock right now? <laughs> you want me to say that? Yeah. <laughs> just to practice. Okay, pussy and cock. <laughs> and now say it in a lower voice. Just say pussy. Take a breath first and just say it. Just say it. Pussy. Say, lick my pussy. I can't do that. <laughs> okay, okay. Someday when you're ready, you'll do it in your own time. I in will. Private. Practice in private. You know, I promise you, I will practice next time. Next time, when you're ready. Yes, great. Yeah. Um, okay, so lastly, I just want to ask you, if you could go back in time and give younger you a piece of sex advice, what age would you pick and what would you say? Probably... Going back to the 14-year-old, I, I think there are a couple. So the 14-year-old, don't do that. <laughs> Stay away from the guy with the beer. Mm. <laughs> it's not a good idea. And then, yeah, anytime there's beer involved, not a good idea. And then the later one, the 16, 16, learn to speak up. Mm. You know, if there is something you don't like, you don't want, say it. To conversate, keep the conversation open. Yeah. It's like... Because I think, you know, those are pretty much, you know, stepping stones, like, to not ever discussing anything. So, yeah. Beautiful. Do you have any sex questions for me? Huh. How's your project going? So I just finished a sex book that is curious questions to ask your next lover. And it sort of just walks people through, you know, in as much detail as they want, like, just the types of questions that I ask people all the time. And it's just inspired by all of the conversations that I've had with people. Right. Just to open the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, a good idea. will be a little and- coffee table book coming to you guys. Who knows when <laughs> soon it's written. <laughs> I wrote it. Now I just have to edit it and publish it. Yeah. So uh, now are you still pretty much quarantined or do you get out and do any of your photography or? No, I'm, um, I'm figuring that out now. So we're recording this toward the end of July in Los Angeles. Things are spiking a lot right now. And I shoot from my home studio, or I used to. So I'm not quite at the point where I'm ready to invite clients back into my home. And I Mm -hmm. I am looking into, you know, what would I have to do cleaning wise and all of that. But no, it's, it's been, it's been shut down and it's especially hard to meet people. So I've been on the dating apps during COVID, I was on Tinder briefly in April, and then I just got back onto OkCupid, and it is, I already thought dating apps were hard, and I feel like now there's this extra layer of, like, everyone's kind of on edge, and it's just been, (laughs) it's been such a bizarre experience, and also, like, leading with, like, hi, I have a sex podcast, but I promise you can trust me, you know, people don't know me, and so it's been just this wild, this wild mixture of strangeness. Yeah, I can imagine. And then next week, I'm actually going to be filming a documentary about my sex life. 
here okay. in my house and I'm still yes. <laughs> I'm still looking for yeah. a couple originally it was supposed to be about unicorning but since it's so hard to actually like go on physical dates I'm looking for a couple that will have phone sex with me during the segment okay <laughs> so I don't know if I'm gonna find that but um, gonna those, work? Yeah. those are my sexy projects that are floating around right now <laughs> Yvonne, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, thank you. Um, I didn't even think that I'd get a response or anything. It was just some crazy thing, you know, after listening to a couple of podcasts. And it was just like, oh, my gosh, those people have, like, you know, the same issues. Or it was really like therapy. Yeah. Um, it's, with a, it, yeah. It, I, I feel that this is like collective therapy mm -hmm. for all of us listening to each other. And I feel like we learn. I, le I know I learned so much from everyone who shares and and our beautiful community. Thank you.